Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Soccer. I'm Michelle Hutink, and of course with me is Christian Conway. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Yes, this is our holiday special episode. Holiday spectacular. Spectacular, spectacular as we... The, rock, the Rockheads don't have anything on us, let's just put it honest. <laughs> as we go into the 2020 season. It's, 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 it's an exciting time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, did you see the latest rumor? Uh, we're I, looking like South America. <laughs> I mean, as I've long speculated, <laughs> between DTK and GBS, if, if you were a South American-born player that is not, like, nailed to some, you know, piece of uh, furniture, then you were, you, the Galaxy are looking at you. <laughs> yeah, because we were going to do our Christmas wish list, but it looks like Cavani's out, so they're looking at Carlos Sombrano, though, for center back. Which, I mean, yeah. it, it's a, I, I've been doing some research on him on... Um, He's been playing in uh, in uh, um, Ukraine with uh, Denim Kiev, which is one of the kind of the big three of the Ukrainian league between them, uh, Medalersk and um, um, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, I mean, he's a he's he's a versatile guy in the back line. He can play both center back and right back, which um, I always say if you're going to go for defenders now, like you really versatility is critical, um, especially in today's you know day and age where our understanding of positions is so fluid and whatever i mean but he made 46 appearances for the peruvian national team he scored four goals which means indicates to me he's at least decent with his head um he's had a pretty good career uh he was on loan at basel uh last season um before that he was at ruben kazan and pauk in um uh greece so he's he's, he's got a lot of european experience and a lot of a lot of uh, uh different leagues at, at high levels um I'm just kind of looking at some some comparisons to him. Um, one of them actually is uh, Hiram um, Meyer out of uh, Guadalajara. Um, so I mean, it's it's a good. I, it, it's I've, I've long speculated that the next big revolution in terms of player acquisition for MLS is going to come from these Eastern and Central European uh, leagues. I think it's going to be true of really most teams in Europe. That after I think Croatia's run to the World Cup final uh, in 2018, I think kind of almost blew the lid off the secret that. A lot of these guys playing in these leagues are very good players. Um, so, you know, at 30 years old, you probably get, you know, four or five seasons out of him. I, I think it's a perfectly, you know, smart signing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've seen the Peruvian national team play live when I was in Amsterdam. And so, you know, I, I you said he's got European experience and everything. There, There is something different about the way, though, that South Americans play soccer and the decisions that they make. Like, they're not afraid to, you know push the ball forward and take those shots. And, and I feel like European teams often will hold the ball a lot more. So um, obviously that back line is what we're trying to strengthen. I know everybody's anxious for a striker. I don't know what really can happen, at, you know, as we encroach the winter window here. Um, but anything could happen at this point. Yeah. And the other, I think, I think one of the things about uh, at least him coming from, the Ukrainian league is that it's a very, it's not an easy league to play in. It's a very high quality league. Um, mm-hmm. But also kind of the atmosphere is that you get from like the Eastern European ultras and their fans. He's not going to be intimidated by any MLS atmosphere coming in. In fact, it's probably going to be even nicer for him. I think um, on the Peruvian front, I mean, Peru does play a pretty attacking open style of, of soccer under uh, Ricardo Gareca. So, I mean, I can see why Shaloto, who I think does want to do that same kind of, very aggressive, uh, relentless, just pushing the ball down your throat kind of style, like why this would mm-hmm. fit for him. Um, so I think it'll be interesting. I mean, he, it does look like he's a bit on the outs at Kiev. I mean, having been on loan, um, 
in Basel uh, on on last season. So I, so it, it does make sense uh, that the Galaxy would be looking at him. And, you know, if kind of looking at some of his past moves, I mean, anywhere from, you know, $3.5 million to 1.7 on the last move. I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's an MLS transfer fee, kind of, that's, that's where you want it, you kind of where MLS looks. Um, so I, th- I think it's, I, if, if it is true and they, they've, they've started to make contact, I think it'll be a fantastic, uh, a fantastic pickup for us, uh, for the Galaxy and for a backline that desperately needs, needs good news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm hearing that Shelvick wasn't appearing on the roster list, but. Yeah, I, I think. Know. Well, I think in a lot of this is kind of I I I caution Galaxy fans, and I, I probably should start doing a little bit more actively on Twitter. That you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of Galaxy fans are saying like, "Oh, why aren't we making moves?" And my thought about it is, one thing that the Galaxy front office over the years has done very well is use roster rules and the way that and 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 builds contracts in such a way that there is a massive plan to ensure that the Galaxy don't suffer poor financial decisions. So I have a feeling. The reason they haven't made a lot of really big moves or haven't really indicated that they're making moves is because I think there's a few contracts that were are designed to end on December 31st. Uh. And so once you get that space, now you know what you're kind of playing with. You can renegotiate. You can go out and, for example, sign a Carlos Zambrano. Um, I also saw that we were linked to Emiliano Insua, who uh, was last at Stuttgart and uh, the Zwei Bundesliga. Um, uh, they just got relegated last year in about one of the most <laughs> – I, I feel bad for Stuttgart because Stuttgart is one of, one of the great Bundesliga clubs, but – I mean, they lost to one of the great stories of world soccer, uh, uh, Union Berlin. Um, and if you haven't looked up their story, it is, it is really, really uh, kind of it's it's almost moving. Um, they basically the club was was pretty much days away from financial insolvency and ceasing to exist, and their fans basically crowdfunded the survival of the club. And um, fans came to the stadium and rebuilt the stadium like with their own bare hands. Um, they, they didn't have to hire out contractors. The fans did it pretty much for free. Um, so it was kind of, I mean, I feel for Stuttgart and Stuttgart fans, but man, that's it, to see union in the, in the Bundesliga is just, it's, it's a really cool story. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's another really good signing. I mean, he's, he's probably not pleased playing in the, in the, in the second division of, of, of German soccer. He's, you know, He's at that age, 30 years old, where if you're going to make the move to MLS and still be, you know, an effective player, well, you know, this is about the age you want to do it. Um, I mean, he's he's only made five caps for Argentina, but I've always kind of seen him as a guy that was very unlucky that his position, you know, as, as, a, as a left back um, or center back was always kind of not an issue for Argentina. <laughs> like Argentina had a glut of players mm-hmm. in that position. And so therefore, you know, he he kind of it was kind of like it, it's I think we don't suffer this problem in the United States, unfortunately, but in like a lot of countries where there's so much talent, you you do run into these players where you kind of sit there and you're like, man, you know, like he just got really unlucky to be born when he was because, you know, now he, you know, he's not, you know, he's not able to be in the starting 11 of, of the national team because, you know, there's a lot of players at, at that position. Um, I mean, his, he's got a pretty good pedigree. He, I mean, he came through Boca Juniors but then was at Liverpool, um, Galatasaray, uh, Atletico Madrid, Rayo Vallecano for a loan spell um, before heading to Stuttgart. So, um, I mean, again, another uh, another kind of a very experienced uh, signing that I think uh, f- further bolsters my my theory that the Galaxy are going to go and spend a ton of money this winter window on players that aren't necessarily glamour signings, but guys that they can bet on being reliably successful in MLS. 
Yeah, I'm excited, and I and I'm glad that you know the fandom is obviously really anxious, and the schedule already came out, and so I can see why everybody's like, okay, like I'm ready, I'm ready for yeah. preseason, you know? Everyone's, it's like, okay, guys, it's it's Christmas weekend. <laughs> everyone, everyone's buying their their uh their plane tickets to uh, Houston and Miami and I everywhere know. else. Oh, I can see that, and they're already um booking hotels and and everything, and I'm more or less like, okay, let's see what things look like come April, come June, you know? Either that or, or pray that, and also pray that the CBA gets done on time. Also that, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's an interesting schedule this time around. I don't really know how I feel about a lot of these games, like the dates that they fall on. But yeah, okay. I mean, we have what we have a, a pretty crazy May. Um, from what I remember, I'm, I'm pulling up the schedule right now, but I remember. Yeah. There was there is a, a a glut of games come in in the April May kind of period. Um, yeah, they play. I think they play eight games. It looks like eight games in May, which is a, a crazy thing. But I think the silver lining on that is they get the worst part of their schedule out of the way early. And remember, the whole entire thing about MLS is teams that do very well at the end of the year tend to be the most successful. So yeah. you know, they'll have a pretty easy end of year schedule. Um, you know, so so I think that'll that'll definitely bolster the Galaxy's chances at, at, at getting good playoff seating and, and, and maybe even home field advantage come uh, come October, November. Well, all I want for Christmas then, 2020, is MLS Cup. <laughs> I, I agree, 110%. Um, it, um, it, it's going to be... It's all yeah, like, I, I love that MLS uh, did this because I also think it's a subtle jab to the Players Association that's kind of like, oh... We've gotten everyone really excited for the schedule. Are you really going to delay it? Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I know that. Out sooner. I know that makes me sound cynical, but when it comes to CBA negotiations, you should always be very cynical. Um, mm. There, but speaking about the the schedule launch, there were some really good schedule launch videos throughout the league this year. Like social media departments in the league this year really stepped it up. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. <laughs> you had you had ours, which was like so cool and like just so internet meme, which I loved, and then yeah. you have. Um, DC United doing all the office clips, but yeah. my my favorite has to go to the New York Red Bulls when they did the because there was the the Art Basel thing or Art Basel Harvey pronounce it I don't know it's for fancy rich people who look at art um, <laughs> and like there was a guy that taped a banana to like the wall oh yes and some <laughs> other artists so went in and made it it's great so what um, so what the Red Bulls did is for every home game, uh, they taped like something from the city of the team that would like defile or like, you know, would, would be representative of the city of the team that they're playing. So they taped like two, uh, two logs to the wall for like the Portland Timbers for like Cincinnati. They taped up like Chile or something like that for um, who else did they do for, uh, for Houston. They taped up like a baseball bat. Cause like, you know, the Houston Astros um, who are in the middle of a massive cheating scandal right now. Um, so it's like stuff. It was like stuff like that. I thought that was like so funny. It just so like, just off the wall, stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those kind of videos are, are always fun and entertaining Um, when they're good. Did you see what the New England Revolution did for, like, this Home Alone thing? Oh, I loved that. I loved you it. You did love it? Oh, oh, movie references? Oh, it was great. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just, it was, I was like, was, what is happening? I loved it. Um, well, Lenny <laughs> Knight's uh, 8-bit one was really cool. It was kind of a little bit of a video game nerd. That was, that was kind of cool to see them do that. So. Oh, yeah. The league yeah, this year did really well. <laughs> appreciated that. Uh, well, just a little quick shout out to um, LAG Rumors because um, that is who I follow, so that way I can keep up with 
the latest and kind of make sure that the rumors are also, you know, got got some credit behind them because I so many times, you know, people are obviously putting their wish lists out there. <laughs> Following them is a lot more reliable than going on like random obscure Turkish websites at two o'clock in the morning trying to get you <laughs> translate to figure out like some third division Turkish players coming to the galaxy apparently. <laughs> Although that is pretty fun to do too, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a bit of where in the world is Carmen San Diegoing. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh man. Uh all right. Next on the agenda, let's see the Review for the decade. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because technically the next decade doesn't start till 2021, but yeah, people are so, still calling this the end of the decade. <laughs> okay, that's my question. How are we going to do this in terms of defining where we, So it's 2010 to 2019. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to argue with the galaxy's dominance over this decade. I mean, it, it very much... It very much is. I mean, three MLS Cups. Yeah. I mean, two uh, a supporter shields. Um, or two supporter shields. Or one, two, I think. I mean, uh, just the legends and players that came through, and and coaches and 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 front office staff that came through this team. I mean, I was kind of as we kind of were preparing tonight. I I took a walk down memory lane. I was just watching some uh some just some old footage from like you know the 2010-2011 season mm-hmm. and just like. Looking at some of those teams, I mean, you know, McGee, Juninho, De La Garza, yeah. John Franklin, Omar Gonzalez, just the names roll off the tongue. I mean, we all forget Greg Barhalter played, but Greg Barhalter was a, was a pretty, you know, he was a decent player in his day. Um, I mean, it's all, it was also, you know, it was it was also phenomenal and wistful. Um, yeah. But then there was players like, uh, you know, Adam Chrisman and Leonardo that were... Ooh, um, miss, so to <laughs> best, speak. But, best left in this decade. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but I mean, it's it's hard to argue that this team. I mean, I think some people, when it comes to the argument of who is the best team of the decade, I mean, the th- the three teams that come to mind for me in, in terms of this argument is Seattle, Toronto, and the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. I think the Galaxy, and I understand a lot of people, especially when MLS did the whole entire top five teams of the decade and they put the Galaxy at number two or whatever, um, and they put Seattle at number one. I think that, I don't know if necessarily that's out of malice. I think it's more recency bias than anything else that we always remember the yeah. great team of now rather than it's it's hard to remember like the great team of 2014 versus the great team of, you know, 2019. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to take one for the MLS front office team and say that that was kind of recency bias and not necessarily a a, a dig at, at the galaxy itself. I mean, honestly, between Seattle and the galaxy, it's it's one and one A in terms of just the absolute dominance that these two teams have had over over the decade. I mean, there was what, five, like, we played Seattle in, what, five consecutive playoff years or something like that? Like, Yeah. It, yeah, definitely, but, you know, as a fan going to games, I always made sure that I saw a matchup with the galaxy against Sounders because you just knew that it was going to be a good match. You knew there was going to be fireworks. You knew that you know there was going to be, and 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 that the fandom are, too. Like they're oh, you know yeah. they bring it to the stadium too. It's a you phenomenal know, atmosphere. And everything. Yeah. yeah, it's a phenomenal atmosphere in the. In the I was about to say the Step Up Center because that was what it was, was for most of the That's what it, what it was. That's right. And bef- well, and it's still in that decade. It was Home Depot because yeah. in 2011 we were staying in the pouring rain. You know. That was the coldest night of my life. Yeah, really. Broken solid. And it was just like, where are we? <laughs> this is... That was the uh, that was the fun where the Houston Dynamo fans started funny. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was. 
It was. So when you said, like, oh, let's talk about, you know, our favorite Galaxy matches or, like, for me, it's, it's hard to pick because each each one had has something special. I mean, obviously, you're going to go with MLS Cup games. So I have 2011, 2012, 2014. I was at all three of those games. Um, I remember them, like, yesterday, to be honest. Um, but if I had to pick, like, a moment... I still go for that June 25th, 2011 match where McGee had to play goalkeeper. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the, the great San Jose, uh, the great San Jose yeah. game. Yeah, that's a, he was tied. Ooh, that's a good shout. Yeah. I, he was a good goalkeeper. He played really well in that game. Yeah, he had three saves and it yeah, was. Three big ones, too. Yeah, yeah just unexpected and so much fun. And I already loved Mike McGee as a player. And then, you know, to have him step into this role and you were like kind of nervous and, and then it was just, it was just super exciting. And it was, you were just so proud of him and the team. And, and I know he's like, he was really humble about it. You know, he's just like, you know, I was there to step in and, and be part of the, you know, do it for the team. It's not about him individually. So I miss that. I miss that. You know, I, it was McGee, all about the team. McGee, McGee was such a larger, or like a personality that was larger than who he actually was. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he was—he was our version of Mister November. Like every single playoffs, you just knew Mike McGee was going to pop up, score like five, six goals, um, and you had no idea <laughs> where it came from. Um, but yeah, I've—I've I've always held a deep admiration and respect for Mike McGee. Um, I got to play beer pong against him once at a tailgate. Um, oh. He completely wrecked me, but I was in my in my defense, I was nervous because you're playing beer pong and all of, sudden, all of a sudden Mike McGee and Todd Dunavant to show up to celeb shot, and then all of a sudden it's just you against them, and you're just like, oh god, <laughs> don't embarrass myself. I know, um, right? But I mean, yeah, Mike McGee for me in terms of just top five all-time galaxy favorites. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's firmly in that list for me. Um, I think the match that, that I, I always go to, and I know we, you just said, you know, we always turn towards MLS Cup finals, but I, it's just such yeah. an amazing moment for me was the 2014 MLS Cup final. I think that was just the perfect day. I mean, just, I was, soccer looks better when it's played in the day. I'm just going to be honest about that. Um, yeah. Just remove all the lights from stadiums, played at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but it was just, it was, you knew it was going to be a historic day. Um, the Revs, I mean, I remember the Revs traveled very well. And it was a good Revs team, too. I mean, you watch that game back. And I mean, I think a lot of us have this memory that, oh, it was just prolonged because the Revs just, you know, the Revs just got lucky. Like, the Revs were arguably the better team for a solid, you know, 35, 40 minutes of that match. Um but I mean, it was just <laughs> as it was so often. It was a moment of Robbie Key magic, and like, yeah, I, I've just I, we had Zlatan, and I, and I know Zlatan for two years was just I've I've never seen someone just be able to create something out of nothing. But when it came to Robbie, I just I I I can't think of another striker I've ever seen in my life that was just so ruthless when he was in the box. Like, yeah, he's when, still when, keen. Yeah, he's yeah, the no, king. That was, <laughs> Every if the ball wasn't Robbie Keane's foot walking into the locks, that thing's in the back of the net. The goalkeeper's picking it up. Like I just I've never seen someone with the ruthless ability to finish like that. I mean, there was that one goal that he scored against uh, Chivas USA where he like chipped the keeper from like outside the box. It's like one like he 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 take he gets the ball in midfield, burns three defenders, and then just immaculately chips the keeper. And it's just like what is this? Like this guy's from a different world. Like I mean, I I, I think Keane's maybe the greatest player I've ever seen wearing the Galaxy shirt. I mean, he's just just his, he was phenomenal. Yeah, you, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, first game you ever saw in person? Um, that would be the two, actually, funnily enough, the 2011 season. It was a uh, one-one draw between the New York Red Bulls and the Galaxy. Uh, Henri scored in that one. It was Henri and Donovan scored. Donovan scored a header like right before halftime. And then there was that crazy chance where Donovan gets um, gets sprung by uh, David Beckham, just one of the one of the one of those Hollywood balls that Beckham would always do, which is like you know like just fifty yard ping it just right under the right, right into a guy's foot, and um, uh, keeper came out, Landon chipped the keeper. I think it was Buna Kondul who was keeping for the Red Bulls at the time. Um, and um, a very young Tim Ream cleared it off the line. Um, like, like the most like ac- acrobatic, just his legs going one way, his body's going the other. And you just have no idea how this thing is going into Rosie. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that was my, that was my first game in person. I've been watching galaxy games since like 2007, but um, I finally convinced, um, I finally convinced uh, a friend to, to drive up with me to, to go to a game. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, back, yeah, was, yeah I mean, it, it, I was, I'm living in San Diego. Like it wasn't like we were going to drive up every, every game. Um, if we didn't know that we were going to love it. And then I think that I just hooked, I was hooked from that moment on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yours. I, I actually was in 2005 on the 4th of July was my first galaxy game. And so I, um, yeah, I had gone to a family friend's uh, tradition of they're going to the 4th of July. And so, uh, you know, we got to see the fireworks and everything. Um, it was my it was my first live game. And I just remember the fans cheering and the energy at that stadium is what I remember most about that. I honestly, I even asked Galaxy History to look it up uh, to see who we played that day. I believe it was New England Revolution. And uh, we did win. I remember that. Um, or at the very enough. least, we didn't lose. <laughs> at the very least, I remember not losing because I, I remember like for a while I I had a every game I went to they they weren't losing <laughs> they were either winning or it was a draw. So um, let's see let's see if yeah. we can find this. Um, oh, yeah, I tried I tried googling it. Um, but anyways, yeah, I just I remember most about about everything. I mean, at that time I I still was learning mm-hmm. all all the rules and and. I didn't even have a galaxy shirt. I remember that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I bought, I bought my, I still have, I still have the scarf I bought from that game in 2011. Oh, um, that's so cool. But it was, it was back when like MLS was still doing kind of really cheesy, ugly merch. So it's not the most good looking scarf. So I think it's like some, it's in somewhere in, the, in a corner of my closet or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so crazy to like look back at at at, at the this decade and, and review and just kind of realize just the how how lucky we have been as Galaxy fans to have experienced the the successes that we have experienced this um this 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 decade. I mean that's not that's it's just it's it's crazy, you know. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, I know 2005 is like way back, and if we're going to the decade, like that doesn't that doesn't count. But like. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but no, I'm just, yeah, like yeah. more like just like looking back at 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 this decade from like a kind of I, I understand the the frustration of the past two and a half three seasons. Um, I do absolutely. But then you have to wedge it against the seven seasons of unfettered success, and I think 
that is it, it's a, teams are very rarely as dominant as the galaxy were for seven years it, no matter the league no matter where you are no matter the sport and it was utterly phenomenal right and i think that's why like so many of the other teams like they hate us <laughs> because well, just remember you know, when the galaxy when they get like the galaxy with landon and and I can't, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned Landon's name in this conversation yet. Well, I know, not yet, but, I mean, <laughs> he, I mean, it should go without saying in case anybody's, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I what I mean? Like, it's Landon yeah. Donovan. I mean, he dominated the U.S. national team, too. How, how do you not just, I mean, how do you not just have him in that conversation? Um, well, but, we are. <laughs> like, for the longest time, when the Galaxy came to town, it was, like, it it was like the circus came to town. Like it was a big deal when the galaxy came to town, you know, like, and so that's why I think like a lot of opposition fans kind of got up for it because if you beat the galaxy, you, you'd be one of the greatest teams of the decade. Like that was huge. I think it's gone a little bit now. I think that, that luster is a little bit, a little bit dulled. Um, but it was still, it was, it was, it was, I mean, I remember traveling away and just like, Galaxy fans were like, you were like, you were like, you were the circus. Like everyone was like, whoa, like they exist. Like <laughs> this is not some, it's not some fictional superiority team that like we don't ever see because they're kicking off at 7:30 at the out on the West Coast, you know? Like, all right, it's this team is real. Like, you know, with like Beckham and Landon and and Keen and all that. I mean, it was it was it was phenomenal. It, I mean, absolutely. Uh, that that whole that whole roster. I mean, like you were saying about Landon Donovan. I mean. Since 2002, come on, he's been an amazing part of this team. I mean, you don't talk about the Galaxy without talking about Landon Donovan. And then you have, obviously, the big names like Keane and Beckham, um, you know, coming through. And so, yeah, it's I'm just super proud of this team. And that's also why it's extra frustrating right now for things to kind of be up in the air but okay you know another rebuild we gotta we gotta be okay with it we gotta be patient and and always look look forward yeah i i agree 110 i think it's i i i think the future is bright i, I do and uh, yeah i'm, I'm very I'm, I'm very positive about what next season is is going to bring yeah and i wanted to mention um siggy too because he uh, of course. you know this time last year um, was, I mean, he ended up passing away on Christmas. So, um, you know, the impact that he made, the winningest coach, and we were lucky that that we were able to have him and that he came back for uh, a stint too. Yeah, and I mean, what a what a, an, an incredible, incredible man, an incredibly, I just a, a career that achieved everything and 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 left no stone unturned. I mean, a, a just an incredible figure in, in MLS and in and, and the development of, of the league and, and the development of the Galaxy. I mean, Seattle Sounders fans will, will obviously relate to him really creating what the Sounders are as far as we know them. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too. So I, I just, I mean, what a what an incredible titan of a man. And I, I think, you know, when we talk about, you know, statues of, of outside of, of Dignity House Sports Park, yeah. I, I I do hope one day that his his uh his his his, his he's honored in, in in that way with a statue outside of the uh, outside of the stadium. You know, and it's really fun um, having this. Um, 
having this, um, sorry, my dad, like, almost walked in right now, and I super was just like, no, come on, I am recording, guys. <laughs> I told him before I started recording, this is like being home for the holidays. There is no place like home for the holidays. I know, and, uh, anyways, but I, I got the LA Galaxy Christmas sweater, and, I wore it to work over um, at the school and that I work at in the evening. And one of the, the managers that's there, he he has a, a Kings hockey sweater. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, are you really a fan or are you just wearing the sweater? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know where people are coming from when they, you know, when they're wearing stuff like this. And so um, he. uh He's like, no, of course, of course, I'm a fan and everything. So then I start talking LA Galaxy and the Kings, how they have, like, the, the Knights. And then he shared with me his – he said, I was there for their inaugural game oh, wow. in 1996. And he says he, he started naming, you know, Kobe Jones and everybody. And I was just like, that is incredible. And I'm so jealous that I didn't I didn't get to experience that. I knew of the Galaxy in 1996, but I just – I didn't know. You know, my, my family immigrated from uh, – Amsterdam and you know my dad and his brothers like well my dad wasn't into um sports necessarily but his brothers all played American football mm-hmm. you know so so that's that's kind of what I ended up growing up with in basketball um so I didn't get to have all that but I I love that the galaxy you know everybody knows about the galaxy when you talk about soccer in the United States when you talk about obviously soccer in LA and it just it just makes a whole connection and a whole conversation with a whole set of people yeah, and I mean, uh, to the, to your point about '96, uh, I mean, MLS was was a, was a, was pretty much a great thought experiment, nothing more. I mean, no one really knew exactly what the league was going to be. I mean, the only reason it 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 was born was because of the the, the World Cup in '94 in, in the in the states. So, um, you know, I think you know <laughs> certainly you know I, I I give credit to those who you know went in '96 and you know, survived through the contraction years and the years where it really didn't look like we were going to have a league. And I'm going to be honest, I, I, you know, I, I don't think we have MLS without the Galaxy and just the, the, the enduring kind of ambition that the Galaxy have always brought to MLS, um, I think really forced other teams to, to engage in that ambition. I honestly think the, the competitiveness of MLS and like teams like Atlanta and, and, and LAFC and, and now Inter-Miami and you know, all these other teams that are starting to spend money that are really starting to push themselves, um, you know, mm-hmm. for they, they've, they've looked at the galaxy. Yeah. Awards are named after guys from our team, you know, the MVP award, the, the, uh, the, the trophy, the Philip Anschutz trophy, like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it, the galaxy's fingerprints are all over the, 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 the league. Well, and that's why I do get a little bit salty about, like, like when Galaxy are named number two of the decade, or, like you said, okay, maybe that wasn't a dig or whatever, but I'm just like, and when everybody's super thrilled about LAFC winning the Supporter Shield being in first place, yes, they had a wonderful season, but, like, let's not take away from overall what makes a good team and what makes a good season, you know? Like, like again, like you said, it was kind of like a recent see, bias. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> And as sports fans, I know we're supposed to have, like, short-term memory, but, mm. yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, an absolutely fantastic 
decade for us as Galaxy fans. And hopefully uh, we have a, a very, very many more of these decades that we can reflect on and say, wow, you know, this, this was utter, utterly incredible. Yeah. And on a personal level, like I've, I've had the pleasure of being able to hang out in, in Riot Squad and with ACV and Galaxians and the Outlaws. Like, it's actually really cool the how much the fandom has really grown and to see the longtime fans that, that have also been there and people raising their kids now <laughs> to be, yeah, definitely. you know, to be Galaxy fans. So it, it's it's been a really great decade, but this past year... Um, has has really just blown blown me away for for all of the the people that I've been able to meet and collaborate with um, in our podcasting world too, um, you know. And look, and you and I are able to be <laughs> on <laughs> the show together now. Yeah, it's it's been it's I just meeting everyone and and and, and all of uh, everyone who stopped and, and and said you know you keep up the good work or or mm-hmm. you know gave us feedback or, you know, helped out or anything like yeah. that. I, you know, all of you are, are my favorite people in the world. Um, but uh, we, uh, we're always very appreciative of that. And um, we thank you. And um, we're excited for next year and next season. And it's going to be there's still uh, more people for us to meet. I know. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a whole lot. You can almost say there's a galaxy of fans out there. We need to. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I, 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 you, pitched, you pitched me a softball over the plate. I had to go hit it. <laughs> You're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, now that you have a baseball reference you're talking about, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. About, like, no, I forgot to mention, like, Dodgers have been in my blood longer than. Uh, you know, but it's funny because one, one day the Padres are going to be good. One day. <laughs> well, it's just that's what's funny is that you and I essentially are like, with the glue that keeps us together. Uh, obviously, besides the fact that we're friends, is like, you know, well, you're a Galaxy fan. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's what makes us good with each other. Because <laughs> yeah, because you are from San Diego and I'm from LA, LA, as people say. So exactly. Yeah, um, but the away travels was something uh, new that I got to experience. Um, I was, I traveled before, but this time I was actually in the supporters and, and gotten to know people um, in the away zones. So it, it's, it's just been a blast. And like you said, just super grateful to everyone. And I'm really looking forward to 2020. I, I mean, we always go into this with high hopes and everything, but um, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be kicking off. We've we've already got the schedule, so now we can start planning things that we want to go to and plan our lives around this. So <laughs> yeah, go spend a lot. Go spend a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that too. But hey, that's what that's what I. That's teach what we. For. That's yeah, what so, we love it. Yeah. Um. And, and what whatever happens, you know, we always you know, win or lose, we follow the galaxy. So yeah. support them. Yeah. Well, uh, happy holidays, everybody, and a happy new year. And we will be we will be doubling our efforts to provide generally good, if not sometimes trash takes next season, at least on my end. <laughs> no, you don't have trash takes. Come on. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, though, let's say however the season ends up kicking off the preseason, uh, there's always, I say, Chinese New Year for a second start. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, you guys, 2020 is gonna gonna be only good things. I mean, no matter how it turns out. 
because it's going to be because of the fans. Uh, so thanks again, you guys, for listening. You guys are all absolutely fantastic people. All right. Talk to you, well, soon. <laughs> Sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have a lot of good Galaxy news to, to report on. All right. All right. Keep it here, guys. We'll be back. Thank you.